everyone, welcome to Dojo Talks. We have a very exciting show today. We are going to be drafting the best juniors in the world. I'm going to explain the rules uh, real quick. We're each going to draft five players uh, off of the current under 21 junior list. Uh, we're using 2700chess.com as our main uh, resource. They have a nice, nice list of the top uh, juniors and their live ratings. And in one year, we're going to go and check to see their highest average FIDE rating for the whole team. So whoever has the highest five rated players, uh, taking just the entire average, wins for the first year. But we're thinking we're also just going to keep it going. So at the end of one year, we're not sure exactly. Maybe we'll draft like five more players. Maybe we'll just draft a couple more. Maybe we can replace some players. But after one year, we'll check in. We'll do a new draft. And uh, we'll keep our teams moving forward. And we're going to see who has the best insight, who can make the best picks uh, from today, October 30th, 2023, um, and can uh, sense which of these juniors is going to be the highest rated um, in the future. Um, now, going into yeah. this, we were just talking um, before the show. It's kind of interesting how um, we have so many strong juniors right now. So... I wanted to ask you guys, is this something special about this uh, generation? And is this the, kind of the strongest generation we've had uh, in a while? Um, well, okay. I, I guess I would say that what's interesting is you look at the 2700 list and there are very surprisingly few players between the ages of 21 and 30. So you have players a generation above 30, and we're talking about Magnus, Bobby, Hikaru, Wesley, Nepo, all these people, right? And then there's a really big gap in years. It's very surprising. So like we could ask ourselves, why did it happen? A large part of it is the, the rise of India, but also it's just surprising. Well, what happened? Was that a lost generation or something? And the question then is like how strong they are. I feel personally that we don't have a magnus of this generation i don't yet see a magnus but uh that's something that you know we'll be debating and also at some point i, I want to do a whole dojo talks on the on the rise of indian chess because it's a fascinating thing and we'll probably be, be touching on it in this show because so many of the top juniors are indians mm -hmm. i'll hand it to you dave um, I think that this generation is stronger. It is weird. I hadn't thought about what you said about the the missing generation in between 21 to 30. Um, is the uh, is the world champion in that generation? Or is he also over 30? Dingley Run is over 30. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting thing because I sort of think t things tend to get stronger over time. But there was a crazy one or two years where Magnus and, and MDL and everybody were born. Um, I think this generation is super strong. Uh, there was there was a, a week I remember where suddenly five juniors made 2,700 the same week. It was just like, whoa, they're all here suddenly. Um, I think they're really, really strong. I think it's a reflection of there being more people playing chess in total. Um, and so just you know, from having more people, you've got more people with crazy talent. Um, and then at the same time, you've got great uh, training resources available. So I, I do think it is a super strong generation outpacing others. 
And um, I, I mean, I think that the level of the players who are now 16 to 20 years old, if you fast forward 10 years from now, I think it'll be stronger than it was, say, when Kasparov was playing against Anand, Kramnik, Topolov, and that and that crew coming up. So I think it's going to be, I guess you could say the strongest generation ever would be my guess. Not not by like a ton, but by a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, it's quite amazing. Like, I mean, just looking at this list. Um, and yeah, I mean, last time I felt like there was some good, I guess Carlson's year is considered very, very strong. Like I remember he and Karyakin and Rajabov were always kind of very highly regarded as like the next the next generation um but yeah it was just like a small handful of players where we have like i don't know 10 players on this list that could be like the next like 2800 you know it's so it's um very interesting to see um how many of them are going to break through through the top and then yeah they're all all these other guys like so geary ding duda rapport Nepo. I mean, I feel like they're still going to be around. So I don't know. It's like hmm. it feels like it's going to get very, very competitive. Yeah, and I want to add. I think that Carlson had it easy. We got to actually talk about Carlson for a second. Obviously, he's been <laughs> champion forever. The guy's been getting complacent because that generation immediately below him wasn't there. It wasn't there to challenge him. It was only the people uh, around him in age. And now these Indians are coming up, and I'm hoping he's going to start feeling regret from having walked away from the title because they're going to start giving him a bloody nose, as they have done since the last time I gave this Magnus rant. Right? He's finally losing some games to these Indian people. Indians you haven't even heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magnus? would lose very very rarely magnus losing a single game is a big big deal yeah mm -hmm. but these open tournaments are wild i mean i've been trying to tell you guys you know finally <laughs> you see it on the world stage the open tournament is just brutal um yeah we all have to deal with the uh with the juniors unfortunately I, mean, I don't think i don't think jesse and i have been denying it when you told us that <laughs> we haven't been like no no Kostya, those opens are soft you know don't worry <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about those teenage 2600s. Yeah. All right, let's um, start. Okay, so we got we got the order from DM Hokey. Looks like uh, he randomized it. So it'll be Jesse first, then me, then David. So we'll be doing the snake draft. So that means David will get the third pick, then David gets the fourth pick. I'll get five, Jesse gets six, and then so on. Um, then we, yeah, repeat the order. Um, let me, I had the... Uh, list of the juniors up let me close that and jesse you have the first pick so i think i don't know how many drafts you watch but you got you got to announce it you got to be like with the first overall pick yeah i select and then name your name your player with the first overall pick in the 2023 draft jesse cry selects ali reza Ferruja. all right he knows how to do it ghost yeah so, and I'll say about this that if Beautiful. this would be a slam dunk for me if it was a year ago, but now there's definitely doubts because a couple things have happened. Dude has stopped playing as actively as he has. There was a time a year plus ago that he seemed heir apparent to the throne. And now, like losing points, but also being so, like, 
if you look just recently uh dude has played a couple games but then before that it was july and especially for a kid to go from not playing a tournament in july and then waiting till october something's going on i don't know what it is but so so it's a good solid pick but again i have my I could be wrong on this. Like, dude could stop playing like Ding. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with Ding, by the way. That's a whole other thing. But, like, stopping to play is is a bad sign for somebody trying to make a draft. Yeah. But that said, Jesse, if you had picked him a year ago, you would have been up at least 44 points on whoever Coastier or I picked after you. So it would have worked out well for you, <laughs> even if you picked him a year. Right? Fair. Even though he lost points in those years. It would have been a slam dunk anyway. Yeah, these ratings, they can just keep their, their rating, you know? <laughs> these elites. He's, he's lost 30 points, but yeah. he's still way on top. Yeah, no, good pick. I would have taken him as well. Um, Okay, on to me. Yeah. All right. With the second overall pick in the Dojo Junior Draft 2023, I'm going to select... Noderbeck, Abdus Satorov. Okay. I like that pick. Mm-hmm. Uzbekistan. Currently number six in the junior rankings at 27-22. Yeah. A slightly bold pick, Kostya. Thank you. You seem to think about that one for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> slightly old, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of thought that I was going to get him when I got put in the third, fourth slot. Oh, that's a, it's a bummer, man. Um, I think it's all right beast. though. Yeah. And he's going to, he's right, going to lead this team. <laughs> there's, there's no picks in the first, like six to 10 picks that anyone's going to feel very bad about getting. Um, I'm going to take Indians. I'll see if I can keep you guys from getting any Indians. <laughs> that would be a winning strategy if somehow none of you got any Indians. Uh-huh. I will pick uh, Gukesh with the third pick. Uh-huh. Uh, super favorite of mine. And then I've got more favorites. Um, then I'll take Pragnananda with the fourth pick. Oh, dude. Yeah. He's impressed me even more this year. Than I'm just saying that was... That was un, as unoriginal as my pick. David picking two and three, and I picked one. You know, I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, Mr. Costio. He's going with the Indians. He got the good Indians. We got nothing left. What do you who do you want, buddy? <laughs> oh man, this is this is tough. Um, okay, let me think about this. Um After Kostya, while he's thinking, Jesse, I'll just check in with you. After Kostya makes this pick, yeah. you're going to get two picks as well. Even though you went first, you're now in the snaking part Got as it. well. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's going to be nothing left. All right, I got oh, my pick. Slanny left. Um, I'm going to take this number five pick. I'm taking Arjun. Arjun Aragaisi. Mm-hmm. David's right. You got to get at least one Indian on your team. <laughs> they're all gonna they're all gonna be up there uh-huh this could be the okay. last chance okay so um this is a hard one for me now one of the things that's a little bit confusing about the draft is the draft is 
like there's going to be a winner among us next year but there's also like the idea is if we keep doing it we'll be able to like long-term follow these people and that's going to explain my picks here so first off i'm going to pick uh keimer aus deutschland and keimer um it's funny i was on a german podcast a couple of years ago and you know they're pumped on him of course and i and they were like do you think he's gonna make it and i was like no <laughs> i was like no i don't think so <laughs> and they yeah. were really upset you know should have just said yes but i don't know and i don't when i say i still don't think i can't um, it's hard for me to imagine the kid making it to the very top but um he's got a lot going for me definitely seems like a hard worker definitely seems like he loves the game he's got an amazing support system in germany of people who really want to support the kid and you know create some german champion and i and i definitely think that's important and on the question of support system this can be my my next pick which is more my long this is my long range pick that i'm going to steal from you guys before you take him and i'm going to pick mishra Next. And so Mishra's 14. And it's kind of interesting to think about support systems where Mishra's dad has really been uh, doing a lot of work. And I think Mishra's definitely going to get more and more help. But, you know, it costs money for trainers and going around the world. And some of these juniors have it, some don't. It was definitely critical for, say, Fabi's success that his dad, you know, shelled out for trainers and that kind of thing. And um, anyways, I'm very impressed with Mishra. And I think for next year, it's probably a mistake because if the kid gains 100 points, he'll still, you know, not be at the very top. And 100 points would, of course, be amazing over the course of a year. But I think long term, he's the best bet for the next coming after Ferruja. Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a good pick jesse okay i mean there's not that many people who are so much ahead of him like if you say he gains 100 points that would put him above anyone else you had available to pick okay yeah but i mean again though 100 points in a year would just be stunning you know would be stunning yeah but let's say 70 to 80 would be great and would be mm -hmm. possible dang that's a good pick yeah, Jesse just cleaned up there. He got first pick, and then he got this. What? And he gets Mishra. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, it's fine. You guys get to know way along me, though. <laughs> um. Okay. This is a tough one. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Hans. Neiman. Okay. Also kind of a long-term pick for me. Okay. Maybe not next year, but uh, eventually I think he's getting there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's good, but I think that's a slightly riskier pick. Oh, very risky. Two yeah. of the pick, than, than at least one of the picks that was available well, to I'm you. hoping we have a mechanism for, like, trading out players. So, like, if something happens, you know. If something gets wrong. <laughs> draft, draft the, oh actually that's the other thing we can do of course we can trade players actually maybe at the end of this we can ask if somebody wants to trade you know interesting. We'll, we'll see if somebody wants to trade. Yeah. um i'm i'm 
I'm not optimistic on Neiman. You know, one thing I was thinking, David, so just to back up, put this in perspective, me and David were in the Bay Area, Bay Area doing the GM house. And in that time, we're it's it, three juniors uh, who are, you know, out there. And that was Shanklin, who's not really a junior anymore, but then he was. We had Christopher Yu, who's on this junior list. And then we had uh, Neiman, Neiman the Demon, as he was known at the time. So a really interesting time, not just of world generation, but that Bay Area, definitely the strongest Bay Area generation that ever yeah. happened. We had Ganya, too. He played board four. Ganya, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next team. yeah. Bunch of good players. Um, I think there's definitely strong potential in the Neiman pick, but I think it's a little bit risky, too. Yeah, no, that was a fail. That was a clear fail. That's okay, <laughs> hey, but no risk, no reward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take two picks, which could be insulted for not being very risky. Um, yeah. But to me, they're just so obvious now. If if Kosti had taken one of these two, I would have really had to think really hard if I wanted to take Neiman with one of my two picks. That's yeah. true. I should have. But I have two yeah. easier picks now, which are Javokir Sindarov from Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's a really good pick at this point. Uh, very safe. <laughs> and, and I'll follow it up with uh, Nihal Saran, an Indian. Um, and I'll say right here, I don't think he's going to be world champion. Mm-hmm. Ouch. But I think the odds that he has a higher rating in one or two years than you know me taking a, a 2,600 rated wild card and hoping that they gain 70 or 80 points, I think the odds are lower for any gambling pick I tried to take. So um, I think, uh, yeah. I'll just, yeah, yeah. I, I'll think is, I think Cinderoff is a great pick, dude. Yeah, for sure. All right. Recouped some of my losses there, but still like what Jesse has right now. Yeah. There's a lot of good players on. I mean, that's why we're doing this draft. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of good players. Um, this yeah. next one, you know, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't feel any super special way about a lot of these players, but um, they're all like very very talented, and I could see any one of them kind of breaking through. Um, I'm gonna go with Christopher Yu. Feel like he's close enough, mm. and uh, I definitely think he has the talent to gain a ton of points. Um, yeah, Christopher Yu is a real interesting pick because something's wrong with the kid at the moment. He hasn't played since May, and I've heard various stories about health stuff, and I I, I don't know. But uh, it's definitely a bad sign that he hasn't played since May. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, actually, I'll tell a quick story. I, I feel like Christopher Yu was my first taste as a trainer of like meeting a talent where I'm like, whoa, this is another level, you know? Um, and it was expressed very clearly in that we were doing a camp. The kid was five you know, the kid was five, definitely the youngest kid in the room, all kinds of older kids in there, many kids who had played a lot of tournament chess already um, with much higher ratings. And um, 
we were doing some like I would put up some maiden twos up on the board there, and he would slay. He would slay those. You know, it was a it was a game I love to play. I still love the game as a camp. But, you know, you have to raise your hand, and you if you get it wrong, you lose points. You know, so it's a very thing you got to be accurate about it. And he slayed those ones, and it was like a, as a five year old, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I now understand. I can now understand what chess talent means. And that kind of, I was able to do, we did some work together there when he was a kid in the subsequent years and always really impressed me. His father has also basically stopped working to promote Christopher. So he also has a support structure. I don't know what's going on now, though, but I still would have picked him if I could have. Yeah. Well, now it's your turn to pick someone else i also think chris is a great pick he was very high on my remaining card of people to get yeah yeah okay and i get to go twice ha 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 yeah okay uh the next two players i don't know too well i actually it's it's a hard one to pick too. it's it's a hard one i'm gonna go for I'm going to go for youth. I believe in youth. And I'm going to pick this kid, Sadwani. Right? Sadwani. And then also this Russian kid. It's hard to know what's going on with the Russian kids at the moment because, you know, they're behind a wall. Uh, Merzin. yeah. Yeah. Those are good picks. Those are youth and also some of the highest ratings left. Man, I'm done. There it is. Jesse cleaned oh. up, Coast. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I like your I, I like your list a lot, David. I like I think Kostya just clearly blew it. He's just throwing the game, but <laughs> you, you got pretty good pretty good list, but <laughs> all right, we'll see. Kostya's <laughs> got the riskiest list so far. And the lowest rated. My guys are gonna be on top. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't have a super clear choice for this one. Um, I've got another five or six picks prepped. One thing, actually, what Kosti is thinking about, I think, is really interesting. Is I have a feeling no one's going to pick a Wonder Liang, and it's the kid is at you know twenty six forty at age twenty, and it's just a monster talent. Never really took chess seriously. Has been doing school this whole time. What a chump! <laughs> what a jump. What are you doing, a wonder? What are you doing, buddy? You had a shot at the title. Anyways, if that kid had been properly studying, he would be on our list. Anyways, maybe Kosi will pick him. He's, he's into the he wild. He might be. Yeah, I definitely feel like I know I still think he has a lot of potential, but um yeah, it's not it's not clear. Whenever I see him play, he does really well. But um yeah, I'm not exactly sure what his goals are he might not be interested in raising his fide rating you know for the purposes of our draft um i don't know yeah. i don't know what his priorities are um right but if I'm you gonna, take somebody else you're gonna have to go down 30 40 50 points eh. no i'm gonna go with um uh jonas bold beer okay yeah i don't know a lot about him but i know he's young and i know he's 2600 and i've seen him play some speed chess so i know he's pretty good, mm -hmm. um, quite good. 
And uh, yeah, you never know. <laughs> this is more of a you never know kind of pick. <laughs> um, it seems like, yeah. I have a tough pick. Give me a second here. I'm just going to admit when Kosi proposed this, I thought it was kind of dumb. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm into it. I, I'm, I'm, it's growing on me. It's growing on me. Yeah. <laughs> Forced you to think about Perugia, it. Mishra. <laughs> Fun to track you guys know lists. when uh when a wonder graduates <laughs> does he have two more years or one dude he's probably already got his phd at this point boss you know come on no he's he's an undergrad yeah but these kids now man he's i'm sure he's crushing school like nobody's business he's not playing much dude i know a year and a half is a long time I think he's still got a year and a half. That's the problem. If he had half a year, I would pick him. I think he's going to do like what Shanklin did, which is after he graduates, he's going to get better at chess. No, I totally disagree. Totally disagree. I don't think there's any chance. Mm -mm, no, he's going to do some. He's going to leave us. He's just trying to talk you out of it, David. He's afraid of a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'd be a huge blunder to pick a wonder at this point. Well, I mean, my alternate pick is like 60 points lower. You really? could pick that kid Svana. You could kick really? the other German kid. I could pick who? Uh, Frederick Svana. Nope, never. <laughs> what? what are you having against Frederick Svana? Yeah, what's going on? Not what's happening. With Svana? Not happening. You could pick uh, Suleimanli. Yeah. Very oh. curious why David refuses to take a Svani. <laughs> and this kid Mendonka. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the Spanes play kind of a little bit boringly, don't they? They're they're technical players. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when was a technical player ever that good? True. Well, uh, Keimer's pretty technical. Yeah, I know. That's why it's surprising that he's good. <laughs> I'm very surprised. Like the thing about Keimer is, like, I always thought, like, oh yeah, great training, you know, great attitude, but. No, no talent, you know, just, just not, not that world class talent. And then it's like his ratings twenty seven, whatever twenty five or thirty. It's no talent, no Keimer's unbelievable. Keimer's very. Yeah. I'm reading some articles. He's like solving studies when he's like seven years old. He's <laughs> he could he's you know, he talent. had he had Carlson, dude. He could have taken out Carlson. He's obviously good. I'm letting you in on my broken mental process. <laughs> why it doesn't come up with the right answers, you know? Like, uh, um, anyway, it's the same thing with those other German kids. Um, mm, okay, I'll tell you who I'm thinking between since you guys don't have any more picks. <laughs> I've got three choices for me. A Wonder, Daneshvar, or Lazovic. Those are who I'm hesitating between. Um, so, a wonder has 60 points on Bardia and 80 points on Dennis Lazovic. But I think that both of those players are going to become very good within a couple of years. 
Oh, Lazovic 16. Yeah. Dineshvar and Lazovic are both like turned 17 in 2023. They're about the same age, about the same talent. They're very good. But whichever one I pick is going to drop a million rating points off my team average. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of pressure <laughs> on the player. <laughs> well, they're not going to know about it. Right. For them, it would just give them a boost of confidence if they knew that somebody had picked them. True. All right, boss. You know, commit. We're just going to give you a zero. You can't give me a zero. That's harsh. That'd be good for his average rating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take um Dineshvar Bardia. Bardia Dineshvar. Oh, with the last pick. Okay. That was a tough one. Let's see what is I gotta look up his fide now. It's twenty five eighty. Twenty five eighty one. Sure. Or maybe his live rating's different. No. I don't think he's high enough to be on any live lists where you could look him up. <laughs> Dang. He's high enough. They should all have them. Okay. Yeah. So it's a battle between me and David next year. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it'll be a pretty good show. Pretty good show. I think my guys are going to rock it. We'll see. Um, and, uh, yeah. Anyway, next year we'll be uh, – we'll keep it going with another round. So it might not be our year this year, but – I believe I believe in our guys. <laughs> wow. My average rating is really high, even after taking Dineshvar. Well, yeah, boss. You could pick the Indian kids at the top. You That was like, you know, yeah. Costa blew it. And yeah. you just scooped it all up, dude. Yeah, maybe I should have taken Mendonca, as somebody in chat said, and just been all <laughs> I India. told you to take Mendonca, boss. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been a bad pick, but I needed a little pinch spice we'll see all right so let's recap for the uh the listeners so jesse has Faruja, keimer mishra sadwani and Mirzin. i've got abdusatorov erigaisi neiman you and beer david has gukesh pragnananda sindarov sarin and danishvar Actually, David, people probably don't know much about Donishvar. Why don't maybe you could say a few words about why you picked him? Okay, so it was a tough pick between him and uh, and Lazovic for me. Lazovic, I've seen play a lot more online, and I more and more believe in these online blitzers actually becoming really good. <laughs> There's certain people they're just consuming it, and you're like, oh yeah, playing five thousand blitz games against. 
you know, Ferrugia and, Ferrugia and Magnus and Naka, and then somehow you just come out and you just are really good at chess. So I now believe in that as a way for some, for certain special people to get really, really good. Um, and I think he's kind of in there because he's also, he's playing a lot of 15 minute games online with those guys, right? And he's, if you look at his chess.com rapid rating, right? He's just a super GM. Um, just just comparable with all these great players. Oh. So that was a really strong pick, but eventually I picked Dineshvar over him because Dineshvar is playing more classical games total right now. He's playing very, very frequently. He does a bit less, you know, blitzing and all that, more classical. And I think that Iran is successfully investing in their players. You know, they had this really exciting crop of players mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Um and then, and the dream was, you know, that all these teenagers would all make 2,700, but it seemed unlikely that they all would. And it was like, well, Reza will make 2,700, but will the others, right? And then Max Sudlu uh, mm-hmm. made 27, and he's he's doing really, really good. And um, also, for a moment, I think... Um, uh, the third one made it. Let me just try and remember. Uh, Tabatabaye, who made seven hundred, right? Tabatabaye, right? Yeah, I and know, I thought but he was close at least. Yeah, time... was that? I think he was at least close. I'm sure he might have. Yeah, made I think it. he. I think he hit it for for like a day or two, and I remember thinking that. Um, that he would maybe never make 2,700, but be, you know, a good 2,600 on board three for them in Olympiads. And then he made 2,700 too. I think they're really, um, I think they're really getting a lot of good support there somehow um, in Iran. And so that's like an extra factor that I'm believing in that, that Dineshvar will have all the resources that he needs, that he'll be part of a strong team um, we once got to do an interview after um, like a chess.com speed chess championship match or something like that. And at the time, Perugia said, oh, yeah, we we all work together. Like there is there is, you know, collaboration, teamwork, you know, sparring, opening work, whatever. Right. Going on. And I was like, OK, <laughs> So it's like even more, even less of an accident or a surprise, right? That there are so many good players in the same place. So if he's, you know, if I think that Dineshvar is going to be able to work like openly and sharingly with other top Iranian players, I think that's going to be a big asset for him. Um, I saw him play earlier this year when his rating was only 25, 10, 20 at the beginning of 2023. And um, I just thought he looked way too talented for his rating. Tactically sharp, imaginative, creative, resilient. I just, I don't know, stuff that makes me feel talent the way apparently, you know, no technical player can. So, <laughs> although he also plays technically at times. So anyway, that's that's a little intro to him. I think he's going to be very good. Oh. I beat him in Blitz. I beat him in Blitz one time. Well, if I know that, I never would have picked him. <laughs> no, I think he'll be twenty seven hundred. I I really do think he'll be twenty seven hundred classical one day. Nice, more than fifty percent chance. Could be. Oh, and I beat Sarn. I beat Sarn in a classical game, 
and uh, I I've drawn with you. I'm just going through the list. Oh, my team is just trash now. I've lost ones to Neiman and Mishra, and that's it. I haven't played the others. Oh, I lost the Ferruja Blitz. That was tough. Okay. Great uh, show, guys. Good draft. All right, we'll cut it there. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll we'll check back in in a year. <laughs>